Hi, this is Holly Crevo, the host of Chillin' Grace, the lifestyle podcast for child-free women chilling in their truth and gracefully inspiring others to do the same. As a certified coach who works with child-free women to step boldly into their choice of being child-free, it's always been super important for me to showcase women doing just that. There's so many inspiring, bold, courageous, awesome women out there leading fulfilling lives as child-free women, and it's important for us to speak our truth to inspire others to do the same. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed today's guest just as much as I did. Welcome to episode five of Chill and Grace. Today's episode is with Kristen Moses, who I met through our coaching certification program. And when I was coming up with this idea of a podcast and putting my list together of who I'd want to be on, she was at the top of my list because she is a child-free woman who is a successful business owner, employs a staff of 10 women, and is just an amazing child-free woman living an intentional and purposeful and very, very full life. And it was important for me to share her with all of you out there just to see what you can do when you live your truth. And that's a real theme, I think, for this episode is living your truth and honoring your truth and always having the space in your heart to know what that is. So I was super excited to chat with her and I hope you enjoy this and that I am and that you get to have the lasting effects of the Kristen effect. Enjoy. So today I am here with Kristen Moses, who is probably one of the coolest people I know. I'm sure she's going to give me crap for that, but she is just amazing. I met her through my coaching certification program. And during that program, we realized we were neighbors and then just became buddies after that. Kristen is the founder and creative director of Design Good, which is a full service, high vibe design and branding studio. And they really help bring my brand and website to life. And I know they do that for so many other high vibe entrepreneurs. So she has a magical way of drawing people in. And just every time I see her talk to her, she's doing something awesome, being a child-free kick-ass lady. So I'm super excited to have her with me today. Thank you for that introduction. I'm actually not going to give you crap for that. I appreciate the kind words. Um, Yeah. And I've just, it's been such a blessing to be able to see your brand come to life and have you as a friend as well. Oh, well, thank you. So you are a child-free woman. I am. Maybe share a little bit about what your background was, how you grew up, and then we can kind of maybe get into what that decision was like for you. Yeah. So my um, background is in design. I went to school for graphic design, what I would consider a long time ago, but I have had my business, my branding business for 15 years now. And, um, and throughout that time, it has evolved quite a bit. But um, we didn't always focus on what you mentioned earlier, high vibe entrepreneurs. So now we really focus on working with people that are kind of on the upside of things like people who want to make a difference in the world. Um, And from our coaching training, you know, this, we're just like energetically are vibing at a higher level, like they're actually conscious of what they're doing and what they're saying. And who they associate with and who they have around them. So that's really the focus of my business now and just being able to equip those people with the tools they need to have successful companies. Um, And like I said, background in design, which started a long time ago, I've always kind of been in design and in the creative industry, even before I started my own company. But even farther back than that, I am an only child of parents that are still married. Um, I think my perception of the whole thing growing up, you know, being an only child was kind of, I was a little sad (laughs) when I was younger um, because I saw friends that had siblings and I was like, I want that. Or why didn't I end up up in a family that had like multiple, uh, you know, brothers and sisters or like a little bit larger. But I think as an adult, I've kind of seen it as a benefit um, because I think I learned a lot about you know, at the just basic level, like entertaining myself and being okay with just me and um, being okay with just, you know, doing things by myself, even though I'm an extreme extrovert. I think that was probably a result of the only child piece too, is that I did a lot to seek out other people and other people like me. And it kind of forced me to do that because I didn't have, um, you know, other children at home to hang out with. So 
that was just something that started for me as a very young age and continued into my adulthood. And also being a connector is super important to me and being around like-minded people. So I think part of it probably came from that, but just a lot, you know, to do with who I am and my personality. No, that's, that's interesting because you talked about, it's like that, ind- that independence you had that you had on you really kind of forced this creation, this connector piece that you play such a great role in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see it as like a, I don't see the only child thing as a negative at all. Like I, like I said, I really enjoyed it. It took me a little bit to get over it, but yeah, just continuing forward. It's, I definitely see it as a, something that has built who I am. Absolutely. And I know you grew up in small town, Texas. Is that I did. (laughs) I did. It's um, Victoria, Texas. Some people know what that is. Some people don't, but it's kind of a mid-sized town. And I think, you know, that very early on for me, and I know a lot of, a lot of people love growing up in small towns. It was definitely not for me and very important that I got out of there and found other like-minded people. Um, I very rarely go home. Um, but yeah, I've lived in Austin and Houston pretty much most of my adult life, which are pretty, you know, big cities and have a lot going on, which is, is just something that's important to me as well. You know, you talked about a little bit kind of growing up in that small town. What did you see other, uh, maybe options out there to not be a mom? Oh, no, I did not. (laughs) This was, but it was also like, as a child, it was never, I know I had a lot of girlfriends from my hometown that were very set on, I want to get married. I want to have kids. And I heard that a lot. And for some reason, it just never crossed my mind. I am not somebody who struggled with that decision or thought about that decision. Just very early on innately, I knew that that wasn't for me. It never felt like something that I wanted to do, but it was very much a part of what was happening in that town and happening with friends. And, and, you know, most of the people I went to high school with definitely are um, married with children, but I was always kind of on this like career path. I thought like I wanted, I knew that I wanted to do something really meaningful. I knew that making my mark in this world was more important than making more of myself um, and the like sense of reproducing. But yeah, it was just, I very much, um, I always felt different, but not in a bad way. I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have a career. I'm going to leave this town. I'm going to, you know, learn things that I care about. I'm going to make connections with people that I have some type of similar ground with. Um, And I was just always like a creative person. I was always making things as a kid and like, designing things and I thought a lot about business and entrepreneurship even at a young age and I just I kind of knew that that was always for me and it never was a decision that I had I had to make it was just I loved that other stuff more than I thought that I wanted to do the 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 family with kids thing I have this best visual of like all your friends playing with dolls and you like creating (laughs) a powerpoint of like your cookie lemonade stand like, like, yeah, I know that's great but like I'm gonna do this yeah I definitely had the Snoopy snow cone machine on the corner <laughs> and I was like hustling um like I could care less about dolls I wanted play-doh I wanted Legos I wanted tinker toys I wanted things I could make stuff with with and I actually have this memory of my mom um I don't know where it came from. Somebody gave me like a Barbie uh, like closet and it came with a Barbie doll and it was like her closet with all of her dresses in it. And I remember going outside and burying it in mud and my mother being so mad at me because like I, you know, they spent money on it and they thought I would like it. And I was just trying to like create something like I was making like a mud house on top of it. And it was like, it was like the foundation for the mud house. It was really crazy, but I think it was definitely a moment if I look back in time that that was like, uh, should have been a signal for where I was headed. I did not want the Barbies. I want them buried in a way, and I don't want, I want to the, look at them. I want them buried, and I'm using, I'm repurposing it for something else. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that. So it's yeah. not like you really honored, which is not surprising knowing you who you are now. You've all, always honored kind of who you wanted to be, even from an early age, and that this was never a choice, really. It was just you following a path 
that worked for you. Yeah, definitely. And I've shared this a little bit with you in the past. Like I definitely consider myself to be a nurturer and motherly. Like if you talk to any of my friends or you, you've been a client of ours and other clients, they definitely would always describe me as motherly or the caretaker or a guide. I always knew that was who I was, but it wasn't, a, it wasn't that having children was going to be that outlet for me. Like I knew I, I always take people under my wings. I gather up everyone I care about and then I can like help kind of formulate a plan to get them where they need to go. And I, I always felt like I was a deep listener and very aware of what people needed. Um, and so for me, that really translated into the business that I created, um, which I've had for quite some time now, but just also how I treat my friends and what I'm actually able to um, like create for people for their companies. I just, I feel like I am motherly, which is funny and I am nurturing, but I just physically chose not to have children. Um, I also am like a crazy dog rescue person and I've always done a lot with animals and um, you know this about me, but I always have three or four dogs and they're always like wounded or <laughs> something's <laughs> wrong with them. I'm always like a big fan of the underdog. So there are so many other ways um, nurturing and mothering and caring for things and people can manifest other than physically having a child. And I 100% do not think that there's one better than the other. If it's if it's important to you to have your own child, you should do it. But if you do not have that in you, um, it's absolutely okay. And there's so much more that you can do with your life if that's something that you value. Because when I gave myself the gift of that freedom of not having children and potentially following a path of, um, you know, like the married kids move to the suburbs, I have the ability to help more people because I am not technically, you know, tied to smaller humans that may need my attention, you know, 24 seven, I can give my attention to a lot of people and I can give my attention to who I truly feel passionate about helping. And that is such a gift that I've given myself. And I'm a 41 year old woman now. So this is, I'm, I'm not old by any means, but it's definitely like, I'm in a place in my life where I can look both directions, right? I can look like Mm -hmm. at being older and I can look at, you know, making it through my twenties and making it through my thirties. And that would be the time when I would have had to make that decision probably to have children, you know, in the last 10 years, or, you know, I probably have five more years that I could decide that, but it's just definitely something that I, um, I feel blessed and kind of honored that I and also I feel guided you know like I feel like the universe definitely pushed me down this road but I I love that about myself that I have that freedom and that I can help so many people um now on the other side of that I a lot of people would be (laughs) very overwhelmed at running a business the size that I have and you know having a a staff and a team of people that they have to take care of and there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that and a lot of responsibility that comes with, you know, having 20 or 30 different clients at the same times that does not appeal to most. But to me, that's where I thrive and I feel like I can do the most good um, and I can touch the most lives. Well, being on the receiving end of your expertise and your nurturing, you are phenomenal at it. So I can do for playing such an active role in so many people's success and giving back because um, you're very, very talented at it. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate you saying that. You know, when you talk about, you know, think, you know, you're able to nurture your friends and your clients and your dogs. And I know you do some nonprofit work as far as branding mm-hmm. and helping organizations. Would you have had that capability or capacity? Maybe is a better question. If you would have had children. So, and, and this is just me being honest, of course. I honestly mm-hmm. do not think I would have. I don't mm-hmm. think I would have. Again, it's like creating space in your life. There's only so much time and there's only so much space and not just space, physical space, but space, you know, mentally and capacity. Like I also have to be very conscious of like 
refueling my tank and keeping myself full because I have so many people that I care for. And I, I love that about my life and I love that about myself, but you know, just energetically, I cannot be giving to everything. I've got to kind of pick the things that I'm most passionate about and that's the most important to me um, and focus on those things. Cause also, you know, what you focus on flourishes and what you kind of like, you know, turn away from is never going to be as strong as and and growing and budding as something that you're really throwing your heart into. So for me, making that decision to throw my heart into my business, which, you know, that's something that's also frowned upon is like, you know, it's uh, times have changed so much, but women who have chosen their careers historically kind of, you know, got a little bit of a brunt at, at one period in time. I think it's definitely not the case anymore because people are creating these businesses that are really meaningful and really powerful um, and do good. And yeah, I don't think I would have had the capacity to do all of it. I also don't, think, you know, for me, that wouldn't have been honoring myself and who Mm -hmm. I was to go down that road. Um, But yeah, but like I said, it does not make me any less motherly or nurturing that than I already was. And it was just that I made the decision not to let physical children be the kind of outcome of that need for me. And I love you for like you said, you're kind of honoring who you that would not have been honoring who you were. What, when you're kind of mothering and nurturing, what comes out in you? Like, what is, how do you mother and nurture? Right? Cause like, you have a team uh, of what, like 10 people? Uh, yeah, we're a team of nine. So nine, actually nine females. Um, and no one, this is kind of, I mean, this may change, but no one on my team except one has children and she has one child. Um, my office manager, who, you know, Mm-hmm. Christy, who's like the love of my life and my mm-hmm. one of my best friends from high school, but um, her and her husband have one child. But I have kind of a team of women that are kind of a little bit more in the boat that I am of the independence and the career and finding uh, meaning in other things. But um, as far as how do I nurture, I think I I just. I think that's a common out, a common belief about me and the people that are on me that I'm the one that kind of like makes sure everything's okay. And I've mm-hmm. taken on that role for my team and for my clients. And, you know, I've told you this before, my friends call me mama and like, because they know that I'm always the one that like gets everyone to the right place and gets everyone there on time and make sure everyone has their things. And like, I've got, always got the sunscreen. Like I do very <laughs> motherly stuff but I'm also able to like do it to the people that I've chosen to have in my life and Mm -hmm. then also when when they go home or when they leave the office like I'm free in some capacity to like you know do things for myself too but yeah my friends that have known me a really long time I've always gotten the comment that you would make such a good mom and I think when they say that to me I you know I have the like crazy face like I don't, I don't want that. I don't need to reproduce. And, and I think there is kind of a common assumption that if you are a certain type of person, that you should have children, like that's your kind of duty to pass that on and take care of other people. But, you know, what I'm trying to kind of say today is really that there's so many ways of doing that. Um, And there's also, you know, the possibility that you're able to touch so many other lives by not um, making that decision. Uh, granted, a lot of people do mo- most, both and they're amazing multitaskers and there's plenty of women with children and careers and staff and animals and friends. But again, it's about keeping your tank full um, as well. And how much of that do you really want to take on? I also think that like me not having children um you know, I don't get to travel a lot, but when I do, like, I get to do really cool things for myself. You know, I can, I can take a trip somewhere. Um, and granted, you know, that, that relationship with my business and my staff and my clients is never going to go away. That's always there. But, um, because I do not have kids at home, there's, there's also like a lot of benefits in my life and things I've been able to do. And just like, um, achieve and have the experience of because I've not had children. 
And you, you know, you talked about how, and like knowing you the way I do, you are a nurturer. You're such a caretaker and such a good, kind, generous friend. Um, do you think you would have been as good of a mom with those traits as you are just with your friends and your business and your dogs? Like, do you think that would have translated with a kid? Yeah. So I'm going to be really honest here too. I don't think it would have. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, this is just me telling the truth because I'm now 40 and I feel like I can look back and look a little forward too. I think that I honestly may have been a little Granted, I would have loved them. Like I would have, if they were mine, mm-hmm. I, I would treat them with, you know, a lot of love and a lot of care, but I don't know if I would have been so excited about it um, because mm-hmm. that would have not been honoring myself. And I maybe would have been a little resentful for a, a little bit of time because there's also things that I associate with having young children that are not things that I'm interested in, like picking kids up from school and dropping them off and going to parent teacher meetings and like cooking, making cookies and, uh, you know, like high school football games and soccer practices. And like, um, I think if anybody was mean to my kid, it would like, (laughs) I would lose it. Like it would not be pretty. Um, I don't know if I could have handled that piece, but just like all the responsibilities of having children, they're, they're beautiful. And if that's what you choose to put your energy into it, I know that those people that do that have, do not feel any, you know, they may feel a little resentment, but it's not like a resentful act. But for me, because I am not interested in doing those things, what's more fun to me is like speaking on podcasts and, you know, planning workshops and, Um, designing things for my clients and learning things about their businesses and creating these brands that I know that make them successful. Like that's like the happiest I will ever be is being in my element and acting in my passion and, and being creative and helping people that way. So, so yeah, I mean, I, it's not unfortunately, but my answer is like definitely that that wouldn't have, it wouldn't have translated like it is Mm -hmm. now for me. Well, and thank you for speaking like what you feel, even though you may not feel like it's, um, you know, you're like, unfortunately, but thank you for really being honest about that. Yeah. And I think it, you know, I feel like the theme of this call is really honoring your truth and honoring Mm -hmm. what you want, because you're able to love in a way that you may not have if you wouldn't have honored who you were as like a human being. Yeah, totally. I think definitely not having children did not affect my capacity to, you know, love and grow. I know being a mother um, makes you grow in a certain, in certain type of ways, but also what I'm doing um, does the same. And it's, it's neither way is wrong or right. It's just what's, what's right for you. And I think, you know, you can be fulfilled in any capacity if you're honoring who you are. And I think, Maybe the only thing that I do think about um, is like when I'm older, what does that look like? Because um, I know like a lot of part uh, part of being an you know an older person, and I'm talking like 70s, 80s, 90s, because I intend to live a really long time. Like, <laughs> what does that look like without a child? Mm-hmm. But I also have a lot of friends that do not have children, and it's kind of funny the conversations that we're having where we're like, when it gets to a certain point, we should all like live really close together and we should like invest in something that we can all do together. And um, I also think people from in the past have really relied on a physical like DNA family (laughs) to take (laughs) care of them when they're older. Um, But I, I'm not only, you know, childless, I'm also single and that doesn't, uh, that doesn't, isn't something that makes me sad because I have a lot of really close friendships that I spend a lot of time nurturing. And I think, you know, part of what I'm creating now will also carry through later in life. Like, I don't think those people are going to disappear. You know, we're always going to want to be together and there, there may be more people and just the bonds that I've created even with clients and, um, just people that I've met along the way, I think, I think it's just going to be a, there, it'll be a different landscape when I'm that age. Um, because 
it is, it, there is less people having children now because there is, there's not like this mold that you have to stay in. Um, a lot of people are getting to create their own path and that looks different for a lot of people. And there's more support for creating your own path. It's not like you're not shunned upon if you are, uh, you know, a single mo mother who works, or if you're uh, just a single woman who works, or if you're a single woman that always is with their best friends, like that's kind of me, or I'm a single woman with lots of dogs, <laughs> you know, like that could have been frowned upon at some point, but there is just, there's no, there's no rules. And I think as long as you're, you know, a good person, you're doing good things, the universe will always show up and support you and give the, give you the people around you that, that you need to make you feel loved and welcome and home wherever that is or whatever that looks like for you. Well, you have to have such a magical job at creating the family and the support structure in your life. Mm hmm. So what advice would you give to somebody maybe that is like having a worry, like what's going to happen when it looks older? Like, am I going to be alone? What has yeah. either worked for you or what maybe advice have you given any of your friends that you think would be helpful? Yeah, I think it's just like really nurturing the relationships that you have now. And, um, and that is why I think, you know, a lot of people have gotten this comment a lot, you know, you're super motherly, but you have more friends than anyone I know, or you know more people than anyone I know. And it's because I truly have, like, I, I, like you said, I love what you said earlier. Like I created a family for myself. Um, I, you know, and not necessarily so close to my mother and father. They're, they're, they're great people, but they're in, in another city. I was an only child. It was just, it was interesting for me growing up. Um, we'll just say that, but I, it was really important to me to find more people like me. Cause like when I was in this, you know, town in South Texas that was smaller and like the, the ideals of that city did not match mine moving forward and finding my own thing and finding my people was super important to me. So I think, you know, very much nurturing the relationships that are in your life that are quality ones. I, um, I mean, there's, um, well, it's said in multiple books, but one that I just read was one called The Source by Dr. Tara Swart. And it's about, actually, it's about energy and kind of like um, attraction and kind of the science behind that. And there's a piece in that book, I will totally butcher it, I'm sure. But just about, um, if you look at the five friends that are closest to you, you should find similar traits with them. Like there should be things about each person that you would admire and that you also see in yourself. So if there is something with the people that are closest to you right now that are bringing you down and that you don't admire and doesn't light you up, that's really an indicator to start making friendships and connections with people that share the same values and passions and inspirations that you do, because it's totally possible. And, um, you know, going back to our coaching training, that's like vibrational energy and you pulling in and attracting more people that are similar to you and growing that network. And I just, I just think once you, when you have those people around you, um, they're not going to go away and they're only going to bring in more people that are like them and more opportunities and, and make sure that you're supported and you feel loved. I, I don't, I don't feel lonely because I don't have children. I mean, I have, friends with me at all times. I have three fur babies with me at all times. I have, you know, my staff that is, I, I look at them as my children. I will fiercely defend them and take care of them. And I do feel, I do feel motherly towards a lot of the people in my life, um, which is kind of ironic. I don't necessarily not consider myself a mother because <laughs> I, am, I am a mother to so many people. I just chose not to physically reproduce that's that's like so powerful because you probably if you looked at the definition or what does a mother do or what's a great mom it's probably everything we've talked about just maybe mark out like biological child or child or anything like that so yeah. mothering doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a human on the other end of your love yeah I agree or a human that you made <laughs> Or a human that you made. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. that you gave birth to. Um, so, yeah, I definitely, I think that's funny. I 
I actually do consider myself a mother in my own, you know, capacity and that my own guidelines that I've created for myself. And at the same time, honoring who you are as who you are as a loving human on this planet. Yeah, I hope so. I feel like I am. (laughs) No, and I know you've always, you know, you're very confident about this, this, you know, this child-free lifestyle. It doesn't sound like it was ever anything you really struggled with. Do you ever face people questioning what you want for your life, asking questions, or is that something that you just don't face at this time? Uh, So I actually do not because um, I've just chosen to surround myself with Mm -hmm. people but people that are kind of doing the same thing, but even my friends that do have children, that does not mean I do not have any friends with children, but I actually super respect um, my friends that have made that decision because also the way that they have started to parent their kids and like introduce their children into this world and like teach them about, um, you know, being very accepting and loving people is very different than what I experienced growing up. So I'm like, oh, it is possible for um, these really cool friends of mine to have these really cool, interesting kids that are very open and accepting and like are encouraged to like explore who they are and what they want to do in their life. And I feel like uh, my friends that are parents um, are letting their kids become who they want to be. Um, very naturally and not really forcing their ideals on them. So I, I love that. And I love seeing that. I don't think I had a good, um, you know, I didn't get to see a lot of examples of that growing up. So that is really, really cool. But as far as them saying that to me or anyone saying that to me, like my parents didn't necessarily even pressure me or say anything to me about uh, having children or getting married. I mean, I mean, I think like a bigger thing, to me and that somebody would say that I hear more of is like, why aren't you married? How are you still single? Um, more than like, why, why don't you have kids? Cause that would kind of be like the piece before it. But, um, you know, the answer is that to that too, is that I, I chose this and it's not that I care to or need to be single forever, but I have so much in my life that fills me up and, that I don't, I don't necessarily look to a man to kind of fill that hole, which I think is a healthy place too. And if there ever is one that comes in, then um, that I feel like I need to be with for a long period of time, I will do that. I'm not opposed to that. Um, But it just hasn't been a priority to me up until this point. What's been a priority to me is building all these relationships and connections and building my business and And just, um, I feel like we do really great work at Design Good and we help a lot of people and I want to continue to grow that while I, while I can and while I'm still, you know, super into it and passionate and healthy and young and all the things. Um, but yeah, I do not, I do not get that because the people that know me know that about me and they know how hard I work and how much I care. No, that makes perfect sense. You know, you talk about dating. Has Mm -hmm. this, you wanting, not wanting to mother your own biological child, um, has that, has that been an issue in the dating world? Mm, That's a really interesting question. There are um, a lot of men that I've dated that are very clear about someday I'm going to want kids and I'm, and I'm clear about, you know, some, that's probably not for me. It hasn't necessarily deterred what we're doing now, because I also think like you can date somebody for a year, you can date somebody for two years, you can date somebody 10, 20 or or be with somebody for a long period of time. But I also am very much believe that there's different people that are right for you at different stages of your life. And Mm -hmm. some people may come in for a little bit and help you grow and help you evolve and have an experience that opens your mind to something new. So I don't think it is terrible for like some, for me to date somebody who wants children or for, for vice versa, because, um, you know, you never know what's going to happen. They could be here in your life for a little bit of time and you have this really beautiful relationship and they move on to meet that, that woman or that man or whatever it is that is going to have that life with them. And it doesn't mean that your experience and your time together is, is, 
is not a value or a waste because both of you guys don't have the, aren't on the same page. But if you do want that, if you are somebody, I know, I think from the female perspective, I hear a lot more of that of, um, I want kids and I've got to find somebody who wants kids too now. Well, (laughs) I mean, that may or may not be everybody and you never know when people are ready for that. And Mm -hmm. it may be that you meet somebody now that's ready for that in five years. Um, But again, that goes back to honoring yourself and honoring what you really want. If you know you want to have children now and you know you want to have children with a, with a partner very soon, you should honor that. And I think that person will show up for you, but it has not been a problem for me in dating. I think if anything, um, you know, I've kind of noticed that there are more men um, that kind of are clear up front that they don't want kids, which is kind of interesting to me because I, I think I came from the school of thought and again, limiting beliefs, old thinking, <laughs> um, is that like a lot of men want to reproduce or have their kids. I always thought like that, you know, like passing on their bloodline or their man mm-hmm. or, you know, but it's not the case anymore. I think <clears throat> it's, um, I just think it's, people are more open, which is what really great about what you're doing is like, it's, it's okay to make other decisions, but, um, but yeah, it has not hurt my dating life or it's not hurt me having relationships. I've dated a lot of men who I knew wanted to have kids someday. Um, and I, I had to be okay also. And here's another big piece of it is letting them go or move Mm -hmm. on when that became too big of an issue. I mean, Thankfully, it's kind of worked itself out before, <laughs> before that's even happened. Um, but yeah, I've dated men that are both ways because even if somebody says they want children, it doesn't necessarily mean right this second. That's an important decision to make. I mean, it's huge. Um, it's just as important as starting a business or buying in a house. I'm not equating a child to a house or a business, but it's just like these are decisions that are going to stay with you a long time. So they all require care and thought and, um, and prioritizing and honoring, you know, what you know to be true for yourself and when you actually want something and not making a decision based on what you think you should do. Like a lot of people are like, my parents think I should buy a house or I need to have bought a house or I need to own something by this age or I'm not worth, um, you know, I've, my life is not where it should be because I don't make this much money or own a, my own home or have my own this. And again, that's like old limiting thinking that doesn't necessarily apply um, when you are just really clear with yourself about what it, what is it that it's going to make me happy? What, what if you don't care about buying a house? What if you don't want to pay property taxes? I think that's not a terrible idea. <laughs> you know, like um, people don't understand, you know, what all goes into to owning something. Um, so, so yeah, it's really just about, what makes sense for you and when you actually want to move forward on those plans. And I think also if you get really quiet and listen to yourself and there's a lot of people just don't want to listen to it. And I know I've stifled, you know, had gut feelings and not gone Mm -hmm. with my intuition. Um, And it's, you know, it's always like crept back up where the universe just like eventually has to shut that door for me because I just needed, you know, it hammered into me that that's not the right path for me. (laughs) I need to like get back on, you know, something that is meant for me. Um, because I do feel like there's a a grand plan in it, like divine orchestration of your life and the right people coming in and out of it. When, when you are more trusting and you, you do honor yourself and you listen to your gut and you make decisions that are good for you and healthy for you and, and, you know, showing yourself, some love and loving yourself and taking care of yourself and treating yourself and to things that you really love doing. And so I just went on a total tangent there, but it, it all had, it all had a purpose. Ice would you give to somebody to make sure they're really honoring what they want for their life? Um, so I would, I would say, you know, like I'm a crazy list maker, but, um, actually I work with several coaches and one of them, is like just a money coach that I work with. And she had me the other day do a really interesting list about of what do you want in your life that you don't have right now? And that could have, that was really eye opening because it could have been like, 
I want a pool. I want another dog. Like, what do you, what is, what do you not have that you feel like you're missing? So being really honest with yourself, like it could be a, a romantic relationship. It could be, um, you know, a physical item. It could be a trip. So really getting clear with what do you still want to bring into your life that you may not have, um, I think is a way to really get clear and honor, you know, some of the stuffs that, mm-hmm. that you desire. I think the, the universe puts things in your heart for a reason. And I, I think that's also why I have people have children. They just know in their heart a hundred percent that that's what they're put on this earth to do is be a mother. I think I always knew a hundred percent. I was put on this earth to, do what I do in some capacity to be able to help other people kind of realize their greatness through their businesses and their brands. Um, so just being clear and honest with yourself about the things that you really want that you maybe don't have. Um, you know, a big thing for me too, is I get, I do get really burnt out because Mm -hmm. I am like giving all the time and I have so many people coming to me for like advice and guidance and care and even though that's what I pride myself on doing and I'm excellent at it. Like when you're always like out outputting, um, I definitely have to make sure that I am refilling my tank as well. Um, so just making sure I take time for myself. I think one of the things that comes from my child childhood is having a lot of guilt for not working hard enough or not working enough or not, um, you know, like my dad is from the school of thought that you work from, seven in the morning till 11 o'clock at night and you work on the weekend. So I grew up watching that. So even me scaling back and having more work-life balance was something that I really had to um, be okay with. But when I do that, when I do stop every day at 5.30 and go to yoga, like that's what I need to come back into the office and give my clients the best experience that, that they, that they're paying for and that they deserve. And so they can have, you know, the best brand possible. So also just being really mindful of aware of what, what you need to stay, stay full and stay passionate Mm -hmm. and stay ignited. And so it's kind of like a twofold thing, just getting clarity on what you need and what you, what you really want for yourself, which is, that's also the decision to make children make or have children or not. Um, And then making sure that you're just being, you know, giving yourself love. You can't just, be giving it out all the time and not showing it to yourself because I think you know really getting to that place of self-love is when you're able to be okay with all of the stuff about you and love that and maybe it's an age thing too I feel like as a 40 year old woman I'm way less worried (laughs) about what people (laughs) people think about me um than I than I used to be I feel pretty secure and where I'm at and what I've accomplished and the decisions I made. And even though I've made some really shitty decisions, I mean, it has not been a perfect road, but I can look back at them now and sometimes even laugh at some of them and giggle and, Mm -hmm. and see how some of those really hard times in my life got me, you know, to this place and even back to Austin and even buying the home that I'm in now and having the staff that I have and having the clients that I have, like every every door that shut for me that I thought was so terrible and so traumatic um, really was just like pushing me in the direction of where I needed to go. Mm. Well, and you know, I think you touched on two great things. One, it's like, we've talked about this whole thing is really honor for truth and also kind of having some silence and creating a space to think about what you really want to get out Mm -hmm. of like autopilot mode. Right. You're like, well, that's what we do. We have kids or we start a business or we buy a house. All of a sudden you're like, I don't want a house payment. Mm-hmm. I don't want a kid. I don't. So having, giving yourself the space to make the decision um, and it can be a hard decision because sometimes I think it's easier to just go along with what you should do, right? Like it's a status quo. You're not having to figure out what is your purpose if you don't have kids or what else are you going to put your time into? Yeah. But yeah. give yourself the space to say, what is it I really want? And that mm-hmm. you may regret some of those decisions. We've all had decisions we regret, but just, making the best decision that you want for your life and then create a kick-ass life after that. Yeah. That's a really good point to make. I think making decisions based on being on autopilot, like having the kid, getting the mortgage, like moving to the burbs, like getting Mm -hmm. this job that you think you're supposed to have. That is like a really kind of, unless, unless you love it. And, but I would say it's a really, 
easy way to set, set, set yourself up for some type of failure later in the sense that you will be 10 years down the road and you have all these things that somebody else wanted you to have, but you mm-hmm. don't want. And then you've got to kind of either sit in it or figure out a way to get out of it. And I mean, I think a way more lovely way to be and is to like, you know, maybe not anything that feels like a sh- I should, and we know this from coaching, like all the shoulds mm-hmm. <laughs> are really like, you need to look at that because there's some resistance there. If you feel like you should do something and you don't want to do that. And, and there are so many other things to fill your life with and have this beautiful, purposeful, meaningful life without having to pick all those things that were like blueprinted out for us by and an now a much older generation. Um, what I think is so beautiful about the youth now, and I'm a little jealous, but I, I still feel blessed <laughs> to live in this lifetime, is that they're encouraged to not not necessarily have to make those decisions. Um, you know, like even like kids now, I love that they think smoking is uncool. Like that is <laughs> fantastic. Like when I was in high school, I feel like, um, you know, it was like this rebel thing to do. And if you didn't do it, like there was just, like, they just have this different mindset. They're open to like whatever, um, you know, loving whoever you want to be or want to be in love with and dressing however you want to be in love with. And there's like this new level of acceptance that I think is so exciting and beautiful. And I'm happy that I'm getting to witness it in my lifetime. And we've got to remember that those kids are, you know, are in this world too. And they are probably not going to be making those decisions to, you know, have children and they, you know, won't stay in jobs. I know there's a lot of, you know, talk about millennials and their mentality and how they think about things, but there's also something really nice about them not wanting to do a job that makes them miserable. I think everyone's entitled to give themselves the space to find things that they love and people they love and do things that they love to do. And as long as, you're not harming anyone or you're coming from a really kind place. I think there's a lot of opportunity to still, you know, make a living and have a beautiful life and have people around you that love you and have a home that you love. That's even if it's, you know, you live in a airstream, you know, on the outskirts of town, it doesn't matter. It's just, there's all these other scenarios available to somebody if they can really like get quiet and listen and, and wait and not make rash, quick decisions um, about what their life should look like. Mm-hmm. That's such a great way to look at it. There's so many, um, it's like the land of opportunity is just expanding with what mm-hmm. people have the option to do. You can work from home. You can work, you can work, be a, work on work, wag Uber and Lyft and never have a desk job or you can't have yeah. a desk job. And I think for me, and I'm sure you agree talking about honoring your truth. It's just about, making that conscious choice for what works for you. If you want to have seven kids, great. That seems, yeah. that does seem like too many, but if you have <laughs> no kids, one kid, you know, married, not whatever it is, just make it that choice and honor your values through your choice. Yeah, exactly. Um, there is this quote that I love. Again, I may potentially butcher it. it. Everyone is really confused about who it came from. Like it, sometimes it says Buddha, but <laughs> I don't think that it is. Um, but it's like in the, and actually I heard this from one of my yoga teachers and he said it. And of course, after that, I like went on this whole Google, like figuring out where it came from and also like physically have it tattooed on my body. Cause I think it's so important, but the quote is in the end, only three things matter. Um, how deeply you loved, how gently you live and how gracefully you let go of the things not meant for you. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is super, super powerful because mm-hmm. yeah, love, you know, like be engaged with the people that are right or, you know, around you now and that need you and live lightly or live gently. Like, um, don't think, don't take things so seriously and don't let every bad thing that happens to you, like impact you in a way where it just wrecks you like there's things that are going to happen and you can choose you know like to run with that thought or you can choose another thought um and then I think the last piece is the most important part for me is how gracefully you let go of the things not meant for you and if you're holding on to these ideas like I have to have this job or I have to have these children or I have to date this guy like I have to be with him it doesn't matter I have to be with this woman you know like if I don't have her 
nothing else is going to ever suffice. Um, Mm -hmm. And when you're like holding on to these things that may not be the best thing for you, um, you just cause yourself more pain and like prolong the timeline to where you are at a place where you're super happy and okay with yourself and with somebody that loves you or having a business that really meets your needs. Um, So yeah, like not holding on to ideas that are not really built for you, I think is Mm -hmm. super key. Well, that feels like the perfect spot to end our conversation. (laughs) Unless there's anything else you want to add. I first, I want to thank you so much for speaking from the heart. It's this conversation feels like any other time I've met with you just feeling inspired and loved and encouraged. And you have this amazing energy. So thank you for sharing it today. Of course. Yeah, I was I'm so um, uh, I've never really spoken on this topic. I usually am speaking about branding or business. And it's such a it's such a like interesting topic and super important. And I, you know, I want to give you kind of credit for like bringing this out um, into an into an open place for women to talk about like a couple times while we were talking, I'm like, this may not be cool to say, but um, so even though I have made this decision, I kind of think that in the back of my head, everyone's a little programmed to be like, that's the stuff you can't talk about. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate you talking about it and helping women, you know, with this decision. Um, And even men with this decision, I think it's an important conversation for them too. Uh, just anybody who feels in this place. So so thank you for doing that as well. And I love, uh, I love you dearly and I love everything that you're doing. And I um, am so excited for you. Uh, well, thank you. And thank you so much for taking time today. And I look forward to connecting soon. Sounds good. Thank you. Right. Thanks, Kristen. Bye. Oh my gosh. I, I loved that episode. I loved editing it. I loved everything about our time together and I hope you did too. And, you know, when I introduced this episode, I talked a little about living your truth. And I think that was really the theme throughout this podcast. We talked a lot about that, of honoring it is who you are and that when you honor who, who you want to be and who you are, you're going to make the right choices. And it's oftentimes when we get off this path of, not listening or um, acting on who we are that we really get led astray. So if you're out there and this is you struggling with making this decision of being child-free or maybe what this next step looks like for you, just really take the time and honor who you are and what you want for your life. And it's different from all of us. Even people I have so much in common with, we still want different things for our life. But honoring your truth is key. And one other thing I thought was really interesting about this conversation with Kristen is that the um, being motherly does not necessarily mean you have to have a child. Um, and that just because you're child-free does not mean you don't have motherly tendencies, motherly attributes that make you a caring, compassionate caregiver of a person. And this is so true with Kristen. Like she said, she's the mama bear. She takes care of, she wants to make people are okay. And that is just, um, I think, a, a misnomer a idea that people have of child-free women is that they're not motherly. And that is not the case. A lot of child-free women I know are caring and compassionate and they just take all of that and put it into other things. And I love that Kristen was so honest and bold to say, I don't think this would have translated into being a mom. And that's why I honored what I wanted. And, you know, for me, spending time with Kristen was such a, just a great time and that I was able to hear her even say, I don't talk about this. And I still caught myself being like, uh, is that okay to say? And this is somebody who has never wanted children, who has never made apologies for who she is to still kind of feel that. So just shows the magnitude of what this can be like for people. So I was just so grateful for her to be honest and transparent, really share what this um child-free lifestyle is like for her. So thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to talk more on your decision or what it means for you, I would love, love, love to hear from you. You can message me at hollycrevo.com, go to my website or on Instagram at hollycrevocoaching. And thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great day.